What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Dubs, taking on the Suns tonight in Phoenix. Steve Kerr, got a great way of looking at things. Winners and losers from trade deadline day and the buyout market. Who might end up taking that 15th roster spot for the Golden State Warriors? All that's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Warriors taking on the Suns tonight. Steve Kerr is a philosopher. Winners and losers from the trade deadline. And who's going to take that 15th roster spot on the Warriors? It's funny. I'll get back to that. I'll get back to that. Let me get directly to this game tonight against the Suns. Not a headliner or anything. Not a big game. No one... You know, is is too excited about it. Uh, Warriors should win pretty handily, and I'm sure they will. Again, the Suns do have talent. They do have a team capable of getting hot for a game. Maybe I'm giving a, an 11 and 45 team a little too much credit. I think I I like a lot of their players, and they just haven't meshed. I mean, I like Troy Daniels, Rashawn Holmes, even the young guys, Michael Bridges, uh, DeAndre Ayton, TJ Warren, Devin Booker. It's weird that they're not better. You know, Jamal Crawford's on the team. They just traded for Tyler Johnson, and I know that was a move really to get rid of Ryan Anderson. And they just bought out Wayne Ellington, and we'll get to that a little bit later. So the thing with the Suns, a lot of talent. They have the ability to go off. You know, if you tell me this team knocks down 25 of, you know, 32 threes or something and beats the Warriors, it would suck because the Warriors shouldn't lose to a team like the Suns, but they're capable of doing that. So don't take them lightly, but most likely easy win for the Warriors tonight. I'm intrigued to see Clay. been shooting hot recently. He's been damn good the last two games. I think he's eight of... 12 from three the last two games. Can he continue that? Can he keep that going? He's up right at 39% from three now, coming back from that early season slump. Can he continue that? Steph, can Steph get off to a hot start? You know, he was able to turn it around uh, in the earlier in the game against the Spurs where he was, you know, didn't score in the first quarter. And actually ended up with a pretty fine line. He was 7 of 12, 3 of 5 from 3 for 19 points. But can he get it going earlier? Can he not be missing for the entire first quarter? Can he cut down on, not the turnovers, uh, turnovers are going to happen, but can he cut down on the terrible turnovers? You know, it's the ones that make me want to pull my hair out where, you're doing a no-look pass literally to the the other team, to the defender. Like, there was no seam there for you to make that pass. So it's just the the terrible turnovers, the really bad turnovers I would like to see eliminated from his game. Uh, good defense is good defense. 
and I can't be mad at that, but it's just the the bad ones. Uh, how does Kevin Durant play again after his another public whatever, um, you know, scene meltdown, uh, so to speak? It wasn't a meltdown. That's that's extreme. But yeah, after just more drama, how does he play after it? How does the team play? I don't think it will affect the team because it really hasn't this year. Besides Draymond, besides the the Draymond KD thing. KD's free agency hasn't affected the team, but you know, it just keeps happening. So that's something to look for. I mean, it'll be tough to quantify, but if the team is sluggish and disinterested and stuff, you know, I'm sure we will try and blame it on, on KD's uh, media outburst. As far as the bench is concerned, same as usual. McKinney can McKinney bounce back. He played poorly against the Spurs. Does Jonas Jerebko get any time? He got some run last game, but it was mostly garbage time, and he knocked down some threes, which is good to see because he had been struggling a little bit. McKinney, one thing I'd like to see is his three kind of bounce back. He's been struggling from three for, I don't know, the last 20 games. So if he can start knocking them down, that would be big. And, yeah, I don't know. Can Jordan Bell get some run against a guy like Rashawn Holmes, who similar size... But, I don't know, Jordan Bell hasn't been able to find the court at all this year. So it's doubtful. It's doubtful. That's all I really got for <laughs> Warrior Suns. I uh, I don't know. Should be fun. Should be fun watching the Warriors beat someone by 39 again. And uh, let's all enjoy it. Going to take a quick break, earlier than usual. But when we come back, we're going to talk winners and losers from the trade deadline. Steve Kerr has an interesting perspective on KD's most recent outburst and buyout. Who might end up being that 15th roster spot for the Warriors? This is Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. I think I'm going to start with uh, Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr has had to answer for the KD outburst, media outburst, whatever. And that's the other annoying thing is just everyone else kind of has to answer for the stuff now. I just think there's a way for him to get past it. And he just, I I don't know, the, the most frustrating thing about this whole KD thing is that he just still hasn't figured out how to navigate this media minefield that is the NBA. And a lot of other people have been able to figure it out. But he hasn't. So, whatever. But anyway, Steve Kerr kind of has to answer for this kind of stuff. And he recently talked about it and had an interesting take. Here's what Steve had to say. We, we know Kevin very well. You know, he's been here three years. Uh, I think you guys would agree. He's been really good with the media. You guys, great teammate. We all have moments of frustration, times in our life when we, you know, maybe don't feel like talking, maybe we're frustrated about something. So, um, you know, I think you just you give him a pass. You know, he's, uh, he's, as I mentioned, he's been, been so good for several years, um, taking care of all of his responsibilities, you know, on and off the floor. Here. So, we all get, we're all human. We're, you know, we all get so, um, you know, 
have a chance to talk to Katie about that or anything. All, all that stuff's private. Yeah. Maybe there's more of that because, because of the movement at the top, the star players that we've seen in the last few years. But uh, more than anything, um, this is a modern NBA. There's so much interest in uh, things that go way beyond the basketball court. You know, uh, it used to be pretty much just had to talk about basketball. Um, we are uh, we're all actors in a soap opera. We really are. Uh, and so we have to deal with that part of it. And, and also understand that it's a big part of the revenue stream. You know, the intense passion and interest that fans have for who's going where, what the team's doing what. Uh, you know, it'd be nice if everyone could pay attention to pick and roll coverage, but uh, <laughs> gossip is more interesting sometimes, and, and we're, we're all part of that. So we just accept it and deal with it the best you can, and you people move forward. So there's Steve on the situation. Normal stuff, just about KD being a good person, good kid, all that, all that jazz, which is correct. But Eve said we're all actors in a soap opera, basically. Which is funny, but also pretty much true. This is an entertainment business. The fact is, I know we look at it as sports. And it still is sports, but for the most part, it's about entertainment. It's about ratings. It's about fan interest. And he also mentioned it'd be great if if what people were interested in was pick and roll coverage. But it's not. It's the transactional free agency drama. It's the interpersonal drama. It's the characters that people are so focused on. And it's just, it's too bad, but it is what it is. Nice cliche by me right there. Uh, but I just thought it was interesting. Steve Kerr just kind of saying, you know, get over it. Give him a pass. It's whatever. This is a soap opera. He just gave you more soap opera uh, material. So deal with it. Moving on to the trade deadline, I wanted to do some winners and losers, but not in the way you probably expect, not in the traditional way. What I want to talk about is why the Warriors are the winners of the trade deadline. And the main reason for that is no one in the Western Conference got better. No one in the Western Conference made any significant moves that would make them get closer to the Warriors. If you want to throw Amon Shumpert in there to the Rockets, sure. Uh, it, it is a a better type of player for the Rockets. It's more similar to what they had last year. A 3 and D guy who can't really shoot threes. Uh, but again, Mike D'Antoni has the magic touch. Maybe he can get Shumpert back to shooting threes pretty well. He started off hot this year, but that's not going to be the move to to make the Rockets much better, to get them closer to what they were last year. They're not going to push the Warriors to seven games because Amon Shumpert's on the team. The Nuggets, Thunder, Trailblazers, Rockets, Jazz, Spurs, Clippers, none of them made big moves to improve their team. And those are the two through eight, eight seeds right now. If you want to look at the Kings getting Barnes, I like that move for him, but that move is more about getting into the playoffs and not beating the Warriors. 
So for me, the Golden State Warriors are the big winners, and not only because of what other teams didn't do, but because on the buyout market, Wesley Matthews and Wayne Ellington were pretty hot names. A couple guys who can come in, knock down threes, defend, three and D types. They both picked playing time and opportunity over team success and potentially more money in certain spots. Wayne Ellington signs with the Pistons. Wesley Matthews signs with the Pacers, both in the Eastern Conference, both low seeds, six, seven, eight seeds. Neither go to teams in the Western Conference that could use them. Neither of them go to Philly, by the way, who could use uh, use both of them because of the move they made, giving up so much of their depth to get Tobias Harris. Philly, again, top, top team in the East, great starting five, very little depth. The Golden State Warriors are making out pretty damn good this trade deadline. Now, if you want to look at the East, the East made a bunch of big moves. The Bucks getting Miritich, the Raptors getting... Uh, Mark Gasol, Sixers, getting Tobias Harris. The top teams in the East are making moves. They're trying to get better. They're trying to make it to the finals. But the bottom line is the only time the Warriors will see them is in the finals. They're not going to deal with any of these teams, you know, in the second round of the playoffs, maybe slip on a banana peel against them. So these teams did get better, but there's a chance. I mean, look, there's a chance they don't see any of them in the finals. Uh, That's unlikely. But those top four teams, technically four of the top five teams right now, because the Pacers, because of their hot start, are still in the three seed. But there, I, I would imagine they'll fall uh, probably into the bottom four seeds. But Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, and Philly. Those are the four teams in the East that you would expect one of them to be in the finals. That second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs is going to be sick. It's going to be crazy. But those are the teams that made big moves. Warriors don't have to worry about them. Not until not until May or June. When do the finals start? June, I think. So that's why the Warriors are winners of the trade deadline for me, personally. And if you want to go classic winners, guys who upgraded their team, it's those Eastern Conference teams. It's the Milwaukee Bucks. It's the Toronto Raptors. The Philadelphia 76ers. But the Sixers... Can I... Can I delay their grade until the summer because if Tobias Harris walks if Jimmy Butler walks uh they're pretty big losers actually in this trade deadline the Raptors they got Marc Gasol for very little the Bucks getting Miritich it's a good pickup but he also hasn't been as good as he had been in recent years I don't know I don't know one of the teams that I'm I would call a winner is the Clippers just because of what they've been able to get back for certain players like Tobias Harris, but that's more of a future play than it is a current play. They're not better right now. Dallas Mavericks getting Porzingis. Again, that's a future play. That's not, uh, he's not going to play this year. Losers of the trade deadline. I'd say the Lakers. (laughs) I mean, Lake Show, they got rid of Zubats to bring in Muscala. I, I, I don't know. Okay. Celtics, I would call them winners just in the fact that Anthony Davis is still available. They'll have a chance to go after him 
this offseason. But again, I didn't do anything for this year. But the question with the Celtics is, I don't know what they could have done to improve this year. I still, they still have a ton of talent that just hasn't meshed well. What's the move you can make to fix that? I don't know. I don't know what the move is. Uh, this year, at least. This summer, if they go get AD, maybe that's the move that changes everything for them. Don't know. Buyout market. And I just mentioned that as to why one of the reasons why the Warriors are the winners of the trade deadline is because two of the big buyout names, and maybe they're overrated because being a big buyout name doesn't mean you're a big name in <laughs> in the NBA, but two 3 and D guys who could have gone to contenders, could have gone to uh, teams that are trying to knock off the Warriors, go to teams that Warriors don't have to worry about. Again, two Eastern Conference teams. Only place they'll see them is the finals, and sorry, Pistons definitely not making the finals. Pacers. Uh, you know, maybe if Victor Oladipo was healthy, you'd have a shot, but right now you don't. Don't have to worry about him. But as far as that last roster spot for the Warriors that will be filled by a buyout, it's still Robin Lopez to me. He's still the front runner because, I mean, he's the best player out there, best player available. Not quite yet available. I'll, I'll pump pump my brakes, pee the bees. Uh, because he still hasn't been bought out yet, but he most likely will be the best available. He has interest in coming to the Warriors. Warriors have interest in him. He is a very good defender. He still is capable offensively. He'll give you something, and he's playable in certain playoff matchups. There are playoff matchups where he probably won't get much time. You know, the Rockets, he could still get some time against Capella or Nene maybe, but for the most part wouldn't play in that game. Compared to some of the other buyout candidates or two-way players that you might instead give the spot to, probably aren't going to be playable in the playoffs. Robin Lopez, at the very least, in certain matchups, definitely will be. Uh, the Thunder, you know, going up against Steven Adams. The the Sixers, if they meet in the finals. The Jazz, Gobert. You know, the, the big centers he could get run against. Denver with Jokic. So there's definitely situations where he could get time. There's also situations where he couldn't, but at the very least, he is playable at certain points. There's some other dark horse, whatever players like J.R. Smith. He might get bought out. No, thanks. Hasn't played all year. And he's J.R. Smith. I'm good. Marcin Gortat has mentioned he wants to join the Warriors. We're good. That's one where I, I don't know who he'd be playable against. Ennis Cantor, Pass. He, even though he is a capable player, his, I don't like his deal. You can't talk that much trash and be average, you know? <laughs> you can't do that. Carmelo Anthony, no thanks. Uh, the the Hawks have mentioned that they're not planning on buying out any of their veterans, a la Jeremy Lin, Dwayne Dedman. But if something changes and Dedman does get bought out, I don't know. I might prefer him over Robin Lopez. But, again, they said they're not going to do it. We'll have to wait and see. Frank Kaminsky potentially getting bought out. I don't know. I think we're good. That might be more of a future play than than anything. So, as far as the buyout market's concerned, it's, it's kind of thin. But I do like Robin Lopez a lot. His personality would fit great with the Warriors. We'll still have to wait and see what happens. 
But that 15th roster spot's going to be filled either by someone like Robin Lopez or Damian Lee, who I like. But he was part of what I was mentioning. Probably not going to be playable in the playoffs. Where Steve Kerr was talking about that before uh, last season when they were taking on the Rockets and short on wings. And he's like, yeah, it'd be great to have more wings, but who says that the 15th roster spot is a wing would be playable against the Rockets? And that's kind of the situation they're in right now if it's Damian Lee or someone. Okay, we, we got a wing, but what, what's the difference if he can't play? If he's not playable, if he's getting exposed every time he goes out there. So it'll be interesting to see how this all unfolds. It's been interesting all year from the Pat McCaw stuff to Alfonso McKinney to having just this random open roster spot. So we will see. We will wait and see what happens. Going to take a quick break. Come back. It is, I think, everyone's favorite Warriors birthday today. Got to mention it. And prediction for tonight because of that. And League Pass Picks coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles D. Hamilton. What up? Clay Thompson turns 29 today. Shout out, Clay, man. I think he's just about everyone's favorite, I think. You know, Steph, KD, obviously are the mega superstars, top of the league. But as far as play and personality go, it's Clay. It's got to be Clay. There's a great article on The Athletic, uh, 29 of Clay's best moments for his 29th birthday. I suggest you go check it out. A lot of it's basketball. A lot of it's also just the goofy stuff that Clay does, which is incredibly fun. Because it's his birthday, I think he goes off tonight. I think we get a clay night. 40 points. 40-plus 40 points. 8 of 10 from 3. Why not? Why the hell not? Against the Suns, his birthday, team's scorching hot, One thirteen of 14. Let's see it. Let's see it. Yeah, clay goes off tonight. Take that to the bank. Literally. Go do it. Do it right now. League pass picks for tonight. Eight games on the evening. First off, Nuggets, Sixers, got to do it. Two of the best teams in the league. Let's see. Let's just see it. Jokic versus uh, Embiid. I would imagine Tobias Harris plays tonight. Not positive yet, though. Haven't heard anything, but I think he will. So that'll be interesting to see. Also interesting to see how just a complete lack of depth might hurt the... The Sixers. And then as far as the second game, this one's kind of tough. A lot of lopsided games here. Good teams versus bad teams. I don't know. Heat Kings is pretty interesting. Two two, uh, potential playoff teams. Two teams that are potential playoff teams in like the same seed kind of area. Where, you know, we could do Knicks-Pistons too, but those aren't really... You know, that's not a good game. <laughs> Kings Heat, Sixers, Nuggets. That's League Pass Picks for tonight. Check it out. Have a great, safe weekend, everyone. I'll be back on Monday unless something crazy awesome happens over the weekend. I'll talk to you Monday. This is Lockdown Warriors on Lockdown Podcast Network. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. <laughs> Peace. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.